you could describe us as a as a duo. A duo, yeah. On the surface. <laughs> yeah. And when like the everything explodes. else in life, it's a little more complex. <laughs> yep. Yes, a new report out is confirming what I kind of feel like most of us were I mean, under the assumption of thinking where this is headed. But it looks like if you're trying to be a duo fan, this guy, the original, not the newer one, which yeah, is somewhere yeah. in my house. The future is, uh, how, do, how do I put this politely? Same as it always was, bleak? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I called this one on day one. I recall sitting at a high stool table thing with you and mary joe and saying nope <laughs> i forgot about that right we had yeah. like 12 inches of space between the three of us and uh i was like no this nope <laughs> you know and i actually distinctly remember what frank shaw said to me that day because i asked him about this i said i don't understand what you're doing you've already failed in phones so no one's going to buy this thing and he said let me ask you a rhetorical question i said okay he says what if this thing existed in the market and it wasn't hugely successful, but it uh, it didn't lose money. Like it just kind of paid its way, and it was like it it didn't it wasn't like a net negative. You know, would that be okay? And I was like, yeah, that would be fine. And he's like, all right. I said, is that what it's doing? He's like, we'll see. <laughs> so, I think that was the that kind of shows you maybe the the lofty goals they had for this thing. You know, maybe it doesn't lose money. Is that okay? But. Isn't that okay? I mean, if you're, we're doing fan service here, basically. We yeah. Have, obviously, they're fans of the Surface brand. Uh, I'm one of them, by the way. I, mean, I really like Surface devices, but, um, you know, give them something that's sort of like something they might want to get excited about. You know, we know these people love hinges. Um, they want Microsoft to be back in phones, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. I here's it, here's I, a. It's never going to be big. So if we go back to that announcement, mm -hmm. that was also where the Surface Neo was talked about, right? Mm -hmm. and the Surface earbuds. What else was at that event? I mean, I'm, I'm, these things mix up in my brain, so I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, that, that's where my head goes D to. Neo like... and Duo were definitely at the same. I do remember... Um, uh, I feel like there was a bunch of educational stuff at this event, too. Um, like cheap laptops, like when you walked in the door of the little pavilion thing they set up. That's a Surface earbuds let's see if oh this is going to be on bing so what, um that's not going to be helpful right we don't have 20 minutes to do a, a query here let's see surface earbud let's see, i'm just trying to figure out what else was announced at that event so in in oh okay <laughs> so it was uh it would have been spring 2019 was when yes. that surface earbuds were announced and um I wrote a, <laughs> it's funny, I can, I can look back and see the transparency of some of the things I write. Like I wrote something called Microsoft needs to make surface earbuds. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's because I, uh, I knew they were going <laughs> to, they were going to make surface earbuds. Um, yeah, they, uh, this is October for the announcement. So here we go. This might be it. It might have, it may have been. <clears throat> April 20, no, that's not. No, this is, says October, actually. Yeah, this is, yeah, October 2. So yep, it might have been October Surface 2. Pro 7. Yep. Surface. Uh, no, this post is terrible to read, so we'll just get away from that. They previously were making Surface headphones. Holiday lineup. Is this blog post going to have it? Is this going to have Oh, this might be it. This might be a blog post. $249. <laughs> they look like those... Uh, um, I don't know what you call them, like the, the 
earrings or whatever the yeah, people yeah, put yeah. in their ears that make them droop because they <laughs> did like a giant hole in their ear or whatever. So that event, I believe, had Neo Duo, Surface Laptop 3, Surface mm. Pro 7, Surface Pro X. A lot going on there, actually. Surface Laptop 3, if I'm not mistaken, was the first one yeah. to have an AMD option, right? Yeah. I think. And I do yeah. remember being in that little room with you and Mary Jo again. They're doing a little reviewer's thing for their Laptop 3. Probably Dan Layclock, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, God, I, I can't remember the name of the... Uh... Surface Pro X codename, the CPU. The only reason I asked, because I actually asked that in the press meeting, and I think Dan turned completely white. It was like, I don't think I can answer this. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, he didn't want to confirm the code name of it. And yeah, it's like, yeah, because uh, God forbid anyone know anything. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> I doubt we'll ever see a Neo. doesn't look like we're going to see much in the Duo camp Well, anymore. Neo, remember, was Windows 10X, and um, yeah. 10X was canceled. The UI came to Windows 11. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I it it seems like based on the rumors we've heard about Surface this year, they've kind of retreated back to what works, and it looks like we're going to get a bunch of tablety things. Mm -hmm. And um, and by the way, the rumors on Duo were that's that maybe a Duo three or whatever the next version was would probably move to a folding screen anyway. And so I think the era of um the era such as it is, of folding screens or um you know, like dual screens I guess mm -hmm. um you know, kind of came and went. It, it was, I, this, this was my primary takeaway at the time. Anyway, it was like, um, regard, well, my primary takeaway was dual screens don't actually make it more efficient, but the, the other takeaway was obviously the industry is moving to folding displays. This will be figured out. I realized the first versions were very unreliable and had all kinds of problems, but that's the nature of these things, right? Eventually we're going to have that you know, folding scroll thing that has a newspaper on it, you're reading on the train or whatever, now that nobody reads newspapers or goes to work on a train. Um, but, you know, that's the nature of technology, right? I'm surprised nobody's come out with, like, calling those foldable rolling things. They should, like, the first phone should be called the Torah. Wouldn't that be so, amazing? Oh, lo, let it be said. <laughs> like, that would be a, such a great name. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It, they, nobody will ever do it for obvious reasons, but I... You know, sure. in my brain, it's like an SNL skit. In your blasphemous brain. Yeah, well, there's a lot of going on in my brain. <laughs> uh, Microsoft also announced something that I thought was going to be great, but no. <laughs> Xbox Game Pass referral offer. I thought they were coming and finally saying the Game Pass family plan was going to launch in the U.S., but not that, not yet. Still not there. You can get your Microsoft bucks <laughs> by convincing your friends that yeah, Game Pass yeah, is worth it. I've been using Game Pass lately. Again, I, I literally swore off it just months ago. And then I've been I playing Halo again. I've been kind of picking that up. Um, I haven't looked at Redfall. I did look at the reviews, by the way, based on your commentary. You were right. Um, not good. Not good. There is a, a little glimmers of hope. And there people are saying, you know, the bones are here. It's, it, you know. Yeah, just like most games that launch these days, wait about a year and then it'll be a good experience. I feel like this, and... this is the whole world. I, I it really was is. Kinda, I was ranting and raving about, uh, I forget if they call it, controlled whatever release, the thing that CFRs, whatever that mm -hmm. is, feature release. And um, Microsoft is, it's not A-B testing, it's just that's it's an easy way to say it. But they're, uh, the search pill thing I keep complaining about from last year, that's what they did. They they put it out to some small portion of the population. So people started saying, hey, what the hell is this thing? They never announced they were doing it. They never tested it, and they they just tested it out in public. Like Microsoft is testing new features 
with the mainstream users on Windows 11. Like, what? To me, that's insane. You know, this is the debate we had in the late mid uh, mid 1990s. Netscape was doing this. Their their mm-hmm. whole thing was ship it and fix it. And uh, that's cute when you're a little browser with like you know a thousand lines of code or whatever. Um, this is like Windows. It's millions of lines of code and it's used by hundreds of millions, billions of people. You know, mm-hmm. I just I, there's a it almost feels like an ethical lapse. Um, and not coincidentally, it's what they're doing with AI too. They're like, yeah, eh. and like yeah, the AI is very headline, much kick it yeah, out the it's door. Like Microsoft's like AI should be regulated. Oh, really? Then why did you ship it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, did you, you see you know? somebody had interesting commentary that they wanted to get Microsoft wants it to get regulated because it already has market position. And as soon as regulation comes in, it becomes harder to build new, yeah, right? Net yeah, new. Okay. So, it's interesting. Dun, 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 around and around right. we go. Yeah, perfect. Yep. I'll tell you what I did use AI for. Now, when I say I use mm-hmm. AI, I'm not using talking talk Bing, like actually using the actual chat I mean GPT. real AI, not... <laughs> yeah. So we have a product launch coming up for Stardock. Uh, hopefully talking more about it next week. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. so we're building the web assets for it. And one of the things we do is all the screenshots we take, we round the corners 2%. So they're rounded, so they match like the Windows 11 style. Mm-hmm. I had 14 images that I needed to do this to. Typically what you do is, right, you open it up in Photoshop, do the whatever. I went to ChatGPT. I said, write me a Python script that takes images from a folder, rounds the corners 2%, all four corners. Mind you, I had to, it took a couple of iterations. Yep. 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 Kicked out a script, did it in four seconds. Wow. I, it was perfect. You just ran the script. You ran the little thing in VS Code. The pop-up said, select your folder. You select it. Yeah. It crops um, it and then set put an appendage at the end of the file name that says cropped, which is how we name things. Yep. Done. This is why what you're saying, well, it should be obvious to anyone why that's amazing. But if it isn't, I'll just say uh, I use a tool called Photoshop, which you may have heard of. A little bit. And, <laughs> and it has the ability to process multiple files, right, mm-hmm. and do things against it. But it, it does include stuff like that. You can do things like uh, rename the files, resize mm-hmm. the images, uh, constrain the proportions, et cetera, convert the file type, right? Yep. And then you can uh, – a couple of filtery type things, sharpen, auto color, auto contrast, et cetera. You can add a watermark. It's mm-hmm. There's a good little batch thing similar to what you're talking about. Nothing like that. And that's what's interesting about AI because you've come up with like for it, for Photoshop for Adobe to add that to Photoshop, enough people would have to come to them and say we really need this feature. Right. It's a manual process. It takes a long time. The people who use Photoshop get paid a lot of money. This is expensive. And then Adobe would listen to that and say, yeah, okay, that's cute, but you're the only person that ever said that. Um, and, and maybe eventually it happens. And then now there's one more feature in Photoshop which has three million features. Fine. But what you've just described is an arbitrary task that you only have to do occasionally, yeah. right? Uh, it probably is not worth it for Adobe to add it to Photoshop. However, it would be interesting if Adobe had that feature built in, by the way. But whatever. Um, you can do this image processing thing, very specific use case, and there's probably a million versions of that. And I, th- I, I think you've just hit on exactly what AI is good for. Yeah, and the the interesting thing about what you just described is one, I'd have to know that Photoshop could do that. Two, I'd also have to know how in Photoshop. Yeah. Oh to yeah, do yeah, that. yeah. Oh, I'm not. By the way, Photoshop can't do it. Yeah, is what I'm saying. I, Photoshop, I'm I'm sure has a masking tool built in where you can do what you're describing. Yeah. But you would have, right? You said you have to be an expert. You would have to do it one at a time. It's not like there's nothing in Photoshop that says, "Hey, I just did this thing to this image." Yep. Now I would like to do that thing to all of these images. Yeah. You know, they don't. Have, this is. Uh, this is not AI, but when I was talking about, when Raphael was the one who turned me on to this, was 
I have this, like I, I write a book and I, it's uh, 900 pages long and it has hundreds and hundreds of images. And this book is too big and it's too long. And there are literally in this case, hundreds of chapters. And there are, like I speak, as many references to these graphics as there are graphics. So hundreds and hundreds. And I'm, I realized one of the ways I can save space and download time on this book is to reduce the size that they display from 100% to 75% or whatever the figure is. Do you have any idea? Well, you, of course you do. It would be incredibly laborious and time-consuming mm -hmm. to one at a time. And I could go into chapters and do a, a, a search and replace or whatever you want to call it, find and replace. But, you know, again, it's open, find and replace, save, open, find and replace, you know. It's laborious. And then he said, why don't you just use Visual Studio Code? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, just open the book chapter in Visual Studio Code, and it will do it to the, everything in the – and it, like you said, four seconds? It wasn't even four seconds. It was it was like done. I'm yep. like, I, I, like, again, not AI, but that – well, but still impressive. I mean, that that's – these tools are useful because they save you time. And my job – in this case, my job is I'm a writer, not a – markdown specialist or whatever mm -hmm. it is i mean like i i just want to get this done and in your case which is even well same thing really or better you're not a graphical artist or whatever graphic artist uh but you do need to get this done and yep. i guess you could have paid someone a lot of money to do it one at a time or you could you're, you're worth money every hour too you're gonna you know <laughs> like i mean yeah, yeah these are good examples it's this is how because i think there's still a lot of people who are um i don't see it Mm -hmm. You know, I don't see this is not a big deal. And it's like, oh, this is going to make things a lot more efficient. Um, yeah, because I'm not, I mean, I know Python. I've used it a while well, ago. It, but actually, there you go. You're not, but you're not a programmer. But I'm no, I'm not you, a developer. You, you're described, like, write me a Python script. That's a, that's an incredibly uh, technical way to solve this problem, right? But it was super, um, but Paul, it was, no, the I thing mean, is, for, is that it's for not you anymore. as an individual. In other words, yeah. if you were going to sit there and try to figure out the code, I could never do that. I couldn't do it. I you would be you're like Paul. Figure it first. Learn Python, right? And then, <laughs> then figure out how it works with image processing. You'd be sitting. You'd be on the third version of this product before I came back. I'm like, hey, I figured it out. You know. And so, to anybody sitting here listening, saying, I don't know how to even use this. So what you do is you type and say, Teach me yeah. how to install Python in VS Code, <laughs> and it right. will literally walk you through right. the steps. Kick out the statements you need to enter into into mm -hmm. PowerShell, well, and that's it. Like yeah, you don't, no, that's, uh... the only skill you need is copy paste and, and the skill to understand how to correctly describe the thing yes. you're trying to and, do. Uh, and I feel like in the same way that we contort our, like if you've ever played a game like a Zork back in the day where you're like, I want to walk to the mailbox and it's like, I'm sorry, I don't understand that. And then you have to sort of rephrase things until you get to the point where you're like, okay, this, the parser understands this style of speaking, mm -hmm. whatever. But the thing is like the way these get parsed out so much more advanced a, but also you can go through these iterations, like you said, where you're like, okay, that got close. I, I obviously need to fine tune this a little bit. You're not writing software code here. You're speaking English. No, it's you natural know. language, which um, has been the dream for decades. Yeah. That's, uh, that's really interesting. The wow starts now, Paul Farrell. You should share the image with us right now so we can see what the rounded corners look like. 